Okay, so uh, beyond this podcast, you guys know that I'm also a teacher. I teach about geography and environmental and economic issues are very important to me. And so I actually have a startup. It's uh, like an Uber for everything or an Airbnb for everything. So on Airbnb, you could rent out your house. Well, on Renta, you could rent out any good service or space. So if you have a wet vac or a pressure washer that you're not really using all the time, rent it out. Or if you are a jujitsu black belt and you offer private lessons, you could rent that out at any price. Or if you have gym space, you could rent that out. Or if you're a nutritionist on the side. The idea is I wanted to help freelancers make money and you keep 100% of everything that you ask for. And uh, the idea is to reduce consumption and keep money local. You could also look at it as uh, the next generation of Craigslist. And so if you like the podcast and you kind of trust me, I would love if you check out the app and download it. If I become rich, we could just keep making fight content all the time. So uh, give it a look. Renta, that's R-E-N-T-A-H.com. Welcome to the Philosophy of Fighting podcast with your hosts, Arturo and Anu. So this is our 37th episode and it's our New Year's edition. How was your New Year? Yeah, it was decent. It was very, very simple. Just me, the girlfriend and uh, the dog just at home eating Chinese food. It was very, very cozy, simple. Very good. Yeah, mine's usually that way. I usually barely make it to midnight. I don't even make it midnight most New Year's. I know. I felt like, yeah, everybody's getting older. Everybody didn't know. Like, nobody was doing anything and maybe some COVID and other things. But yeah, it was like, fuck it. Just going to bed. Yeah. Did you make any uh, resolutions? Uh, Try to be happier. Try to be less grumpy. Mm. These are all like very vague. Yeah. My follow-up question was, how do you plan to implement that? resolutions i don't think i'm good at i just want to be <laughs> positive now but i just know i'm gonna be grumpy i'm gonna get grumpy and i'm gonna get like oh like a little curmudgeon i don't know maybe might maybe think I, of ways to do, combat it yeah i think mushrooms i think i'm gonna do mushrooms i gotta do mushrooms soon <laughs> some psychedelic type i love of, that that's <laughs> your bridge you're like well i want to be happier so i'll just do mushrooms I think I got to rewire my brain to be happy. I think that's like just inevitable. Sometimes I don't think I'm made for this world. Yes, yeah, psychedelics yeah. do have a very therapeutic use for those type of things. Yes, I've invested a lot in psychedelics too. Oh yeah, have I'm you? Down, yeah, I'm down sixty five percent. So it's bringing me <laughs> it's bringing me misery. This motherfucking. But I think that also means it's a good time to invest, guys. Like I I, I took the there early dip, but now it's down. I'm averaging down, but yeah. So maybe some psychedelics, some jujitsu, but jujitsu also makes me sad. Why? Get my ass kicked. Oh. oh my god, I had like ten kimuras on me today. It was fucking frustrating. I know. Uh, the bigger guys were just locking me into side control, and I just fucking was losing a limb. Dang. I know. Very frustrating. But yeah, I think stuff like that. I try to. I don't know. Make some money. Get renta moving and uh yeah just be positive try to do more fun things be mm-hmm. more outgoing maybe go out more i think uh the girlfriend would like that stuff like that how about you do you have any resolutions uh yeah simple one though um it's to stretch more that's a good one yeah and i do a fair amount of stretching but by more i mean like 
a lot, I guess. So my plan is to stretch at each meal, breakfast, lunch, dinner. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. All right. That's like a nice, simple resolution to stretch. Eli Manning stretched a lot. So really? I say he never got injured. Yeah. Yeah. He played like crazy every snap for how long? Jeez. A decade. Yeah. An Iron Man. Yeah. An Iron Man. But Dominic Cruz doesn't believe in stretching. <laughs> for one, you're always going to find someone else that says no. Yep. Exactly. Because it worked for them. So like, who cares? Yeah. Stretching. All right. I had a friend. We have a friend, Victor. Victor had a mm. New Year's resolution once. It was a very simple resolution. It was to have lunch at a strip club. And <laughs> he did that on January 1st and he felt accomplished for the entire year. Nice. So I thought that was I thought that was respectable, you know. The he most- didn't want to. Uh, he didn't want to ogle the women. He didn't want to degrade them, but he wanted to have lunch at an establishment where you How could see funny. naked women, and so he did that. That's funny. Did I go with him? I wonder. Yeah, <laughs> I think I might have. Yeah. <laughs> uh, That's great. I love Vic. Yeah. So I always heard like, um, I mean, it makes sense. Like, if you have a goal to attach it to another habit you already have. So for me, I'm like stretching. I'm like, all right, I eat. So attach it to eating. Like every time I eat, I'm stretching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Oh, I would I, like to gain 10 pounds. I need to gain like 10, 15 pounds. Ooh, so. Okay, there you go. Yeah. So it's like a pound or so a month. Yeah, I got I to gotta put on some pounds, LBs, so I feel stronger. And uh, so I feel like a little bit better with like my top pressure and people can't just fucking smash i mean it, it won't make a big difference in me getting smashed but i feel like it'll help a little bit you know for sure for sure you just gotta start yeah. lifting a little bit more and more exercise yep yeah i know i don't lift i don't exercise i only like to just roll you gotta but do yeah. some you gotta do something maybe i'll lift a little bit yes i just hate lifting dude just do it a little bit find the things you like it'll help I There's got to like, be some like, lifts you like. I think something like that reminds you of grappling or something that has like that reward <laughs> for you. You know what? You know what exercise I always like doing? I like doing the upright row. That's good. Do start there. I just feel like it's such a random exercise. <laughs> like I like that has great use. It's great upper back, traps, shoulders. Do it. Is that more you'd think like uh, aesthetic exercise or is it like functionality exercise? Dude, and, like. It- Everything is functional. And if someone someone says that like something's not functional, they just don't understand the function of that movement. Like everything is functional. There's no wasteful movement. Okay. Like, what people really mean like functional movement is like compound movement, but like everything has a place. And I would argue that an upright row is great for grappling because I think grappling, you should have like a strong upper body and a very um flexible lower body. I think that's probably like the best way to go about jiu-jitsu okay be, be fast all around for sure you want the good agility reflexes stuff like that okay so yeah i'm gonna lift weights i'm gonna gain some weight and also i want to this is gonna be like harder to determine but i want to almost feel like a purple belt by the end of december not like be <laughs> a purple belt but like i want to like if I roll with somebody that's like a really good blue belt or stronger, or like a purple belt, like I want to make them work, you know? Okay. And I want to make, I want to make it like competitive. Like I'm not mm-hmm. assuming like I'm going to be there by the end of this year. Like I think it would be like more like two years, mm-hmm. but by the end of this year, if I could make it like competitive and aggressive and get some taps, okay. I'll feel good. That's so what like, do you think it'll take to get to that point? 
in terms of like training session? I got to be doing three times a week at least. All right. So that's good. And, like, cause you always want to have something to quantify. So I think that yes. would be the way to look at it. Yeah. I've been doing at least once a week since the pandemic started before that I was like three, four times. And now I'm like back to like at least two and okay. I've gone like four or five, a couple of weeks, but then like I, I'll slack to one, but like I'm averaging at least two. I want to average at least three and have like some solid four. Yeah. And I think by the end of the year, I'll be yeah feeling good, especially if I like work out a little bit and I gain 10 pounds. I feel like I'll be competitive with right. these people a little bit more. I just don't want to get like dominated the way I'm getting dominated by some of these people, you know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, white belts is, is a rough go. I mean, you've, you made it to blue. You're at least swimming, you know? Yeah. I think blue belts have such a wide range because there's a couple of blue belts today that just like fucking crushed me. And there's a couple that I was like competitive with. And then when I roll against like some of the white belts, like the really, really strong ones, it'll be competitive and somebody that's like, okay, like I'll win. I'll handle that. So yeah. like, I so, just want to get to the point where I'm competitive against everybody. Okay. There, in uh, the, at I that mean, level. Definitely a purple. I'd say gets competitive with everyone. I would think. I mean, yeah. competitive with everybody that's white and blue and right. make okay. it a little bit difficult for some purple. And then, yeah, the goal is hopefully the following year. By my birthday, like maybe I'm a purple. That would be like a dream. That'd so I want to, cool. I want to feel like I'm, I'm on track for that. Mm-hmm. That'll make me feel good. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, you mentioned blue being like a wide gap. I mean, white belt's probably the widest gap in skill. Yeah, you can have a white belt that knows stuff and a white belt that knows nothing. Mm-hmm. I actually think, I think white and black belt probably have like the biggest disparities. Blue okay. belt next, and then I think purple and brown probably have like the least differential in skill. Yeah, I could feel that because one of the guys that dominated to me to dominated me today was like a good blue belt mm-hmm. and like stocky and strong, but fast. Like, fuck, where did that come from? Mm-hmm. And then I was watching him roll with a white belt who's just jacked and athletic and young, like 22. Yeah. And they both were really competitive with each other, mm-hmm. you know, like even so like, that's what I mean. Like, I, I just look at it all as kind of we're together in it. Young, and I, I just want to be a little higher. Like I, I don't want to get crushed by the people. It's fair. Okay. And I and I real and I keep mentioning like my weight, and I hate using that as a crutch. Like fuck. Like some of these people are like eighty pounds more than me that are dominating me. So I'm like a little a bit lot. like ah. And that is a significant amount of weight, but I don't want to use that as an excuse because we do this for like self defense or whatever, you know? So, like, I don't want to be like, oh, but you're bigger. Like, I hate that. Sure. I mean, gaining weight can still help self defense, even if you were looking at it like that. And if, even if not, you can also look at it like, all right, your skill level isn't super high. So, yeah, weight definitely does help, right? Like, I mean, weight helps at every level. So, I, I I'm not of that belief. Yeah. Skill, yeah, skill no. is the best, but weight helps too. I, I meant I just don't want to complain about other people's weight or like I'm coming off like I'm complaining oh, about other okay, people's I weight. See, like, oh, like you you're blaming them. Yeah, or blaming the weight. Like, Got oh, it. that's why I lost because the 80. Like, I don't want to oh, do that. I see, like, I that's see, like I annoying. See. I, I, I don't so, think of it like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think about it a little bit because I'm like, shit, like maybe that's why I'm getting quite, like dominated in the side control, but I shouldn't get in that side control then, you know? But it's, it's just so hard, you know? It's like, <laughs> oh, whatever. Yeah. All right. So you want to talk about 2021 in terms of fights? What were the best fights? Yeah, sure. Okay. Sure. 
So we'll keep it simple as top three. You want to just kind of go back and forth? Okay, sure. I'll you you want me to start? Yeah, start it off. I think uh yeah, definitely one of the exciting and fun ones in the beginning that I think started off the new year good was uh Poirier fucking up Connor. I think yes. a Connor fight is always big and it kind of set the tone for the year. And it reminded me of Connor Nate one, where Connor was winning in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then Nate came back and it was fuck yeah, like because sometimes combat sports feels a little not rigged, but it's like corrupt or sometimes. And it's like, oh, obviously they want Connor to win, or obviously they want this person to win. And then that person wins and it feels like, uh. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, Poirier, the good guy, like with the comeback and solid victory and just a pretty knockout, solid punches. I just thought it was like a great fight and event. And there's no championship about it or anything. It was just a good fight. And yeah. Yeah, Connor got humbled a little, and then he's kind of went crazy. <laughs> it, yeah, that it. was like the descent of Connor right there. That that loss. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was a great way to start the UFC season or MMA season for me for 2021. All right, I'll go reverse. I'll start with the most recent one, which would be Chandler versus Gagey. Okay. Yeah, that that fight was insane, especially that first round. Like in- insane. The work rate, back and forth, how much damage, just insane. So to me, that was fight of the year. That was the most mm-hmm. enthused, like exciting fight I've seen in a while. And especially the first round. That first round was the craziest first round I've ever seen, I think. Yeah, it, up it, it there could, with Nick Diaz, Paul Daly. Right, yeah, you can put that up as a contender for best round of all time. Yeah, and brutal and violent and fucking each one... that's what I mean like about like a lot of MMA fighters like try to avoid losses like who gives a fuck I think Chandler stock went up in that fight too yes I agree like it doesn't matter that he lost the fight like that was just a great fucking fight oh the guys although the guys they're talking about for Chandler next are like guys I think it's like Tony Ferguson Conor McGregor they're on the down yeah but still. I don't think Chandler's also trying to pick a fighter like that so he could build his name up again a little bit. Yeah, and money. Yeah, and money and get that. I saw him say something to Tony Ferguson. I don't want to see that fight. I don't want to see him hit Tony Ferguson. Mm. Like, I want to see Tony Ferguson fight like a grappling type. Like, give him somebody. But what if Tony wins? Do you I think know, Tony can just... win again? That That's the question. Do you think Tony can win again? Because he hasn't won a round in a long time. Yeah, but I think he has to fight somebody like Gunnar Nelson, like who's good, but not like okay. going to murder him and like where he could work and bring it into like the later rounds and okay, make it a grind. Like, I don't know. He's Tony's gotten dominated three fights in a row and each fighter like dominated him. Justin Gagey dominated him. Charles Oliveira Donald dominated him and Benil Dariush dominated him. Yeah. Now they're all top five fighters. Mm-hmm. But they all beat the fuck out of him while he did it and almost broke his arm, almost broke his leg, like yeah. broke his face, like See, fight somebody lighter. I was hoping that Dan Hooker announced he's going to featherweight. Uh, he did like a practice cut and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to featherweight. I'm like, ah, oh, because I would have liked to have seen Dan Hooker versus Tony Ferguson. I'll watch that. That's a, that. That's yeah. fair. That's fair, too, because mm-hmm. Hooker could hurt Ferguson, but it would be close and it's not like hooker is like an amazing yeah. grappler or and, a knockout right artist. Like, tony could catch him yeah yeah that's that's a i would i would like to see that 
Yeah. I feel bad for Tony and some of these fighters. I will okay. get to the next fight. Um, I was also going to do Chandler Gage. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm just going to pick a different one though. Now, since you already did it, like sure. that was fight of the year. Yeah. I'm going to pick another Chandler fight. Why not? Because I did think it was a great fight. I don't know. It's kind of like a tie. It's like a three-way, but it's like either Poirier, Charles Oliveira or Chandler, Charles Oliveira. Mm. But I feel like Oliveira needs to be in one of them. And so I've already picked the Poirier fight and you've already picked the Chandler fight. So like, whatever, they're both kind of in it, but Oliveira needs some respect. He is that person. I think a lot of times when fighters lose fights, you think of them as not being good or they should be dominant from the beginning, but this is martial arts and you are training and you are getting better and it is athletics. And Oliveira is somebody that grew through the sport from what, 19, 20 years old to now he's 32. And he's been fighting great all-time fighters forever. So, of course, he's going to lose a few fights in his, like, years and be a 500 fighter. But now what he's come into and how he's not even won dominating fashion, but losing the round and persevering and Mm -hmm. fighting back and knocking out versus subbing. Like, he's done a little bit of everything and he just needs more credit. And he's done it very subtly. He was up there for fighter of the year, like in my opinion. And yeah, the way he beat Chandler, knocking him out and the way he beat Poirier, like choking him out and the way he dominated Ferguson, like, fuck, he's amazing. Do you think uh, it sounds like Oliveira versus Connor is going to happen? Dude, I just can't believe that that just would be so egregious and degrading to the sport. I feel like I think it's going to happen, too. There's no way they could justify it and allow it. to. I understand Oliveira saying, yeah, I'll fight Connor. Oliveira, for those of you guys that don't know, comes from like the poorest of the poor in fucking Rio. And he had like leg diseases. They didn't even think he was going to walk. And he really does give back to the people of Rio. Like, so I could see like, fuck, if I fight Connor, I could help thousands of more people than I could. Like if I fought, Gagey. I mean, he can still help people with Gagey because that fight sells. But fuck Connor. Like, he doesn't deserve it. He hasn't won in lightweight in five years, right? Okay, here's a point, though. Don't you think Connor has a chance? Connor definitely has a chance. Again, <laughs> and that's the annoying part. Because But if Connor wins, it'll justify the decision. Oliver has been almost knocked out. Did Poirier knock him down? Came close. Well, here's right? the thing in both Poirier and Chandler fights, he lost the first round. And if and, so, you know, like Oliver is not so great the first round. Well, guess who's really good the first round? Connor. Yeah, exactly. And, and did Poirier knock down? I forget. But like, yeah, I think he's even been knocked I think down. So. First or it might have been yeah. like a slip. I'm not sure if it was deemed a knockdown or not. But yeah, it, it wobbled him. He was on the ground, I think, yes. at one point and, yeah. and defending himself. Connor, maybe Connor can't win that fight. And we're just. Yeah, still living five years down, but there's yep. a chance he could win that fight, and it's just annoying. Like he doesn't deserve it at all. And no, to yeah. lose two fights and then win a title would be the craziest thing ever. Isn't it losing more? Th- so he lost two fights. He beat Donald Cerrone, who's been horrible lately, mm-hmm. and then he lost. He barely beat Nate Diaz, and he lost to Nate Diaz. Like, and those were all at 170. He hasn't done anything at 155. Mm-hmm. He doesn't deserve anything. Yeah, agreed. But but you really think it could happen? Like if you had to bet money, does that fight happen or does Gagey? Nah, I think it's just fake news. 
I don't I know, bet money. man. I, think I it's bet real. money they do gagey. They, they want to test it out to see it. Like, I think they put stories out sometimes just to get fan reaction and then make the choice. Maybe. I just feel like it would degrade the sport. I don't know, man. I, I wouldn't. I'm not going to bet on it, like bet against you on that. I don't want to, but I do think it's real. I could see. But there's no claim that Connor has. Like Gagey. I love that Gagey's like, yo, I'm quitting if Connor gets it. <laughs> Gagey said he's gonna start throwing dollies. Yeah. Which I love. He's like, I'm gonna start throwing dollies. I'm gonna raid. Dude, good. That's like, here's the thing though. Wouldn't that sell even more? Yeah, then they'll use that. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I wanted to see Gagey Connor when Connor was talking about making a comeback and after he beat Cerrone, he should have fought Gagey then. And fucking Dana was like, No, 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 we gotta like put connor on the back like it was just so annoying like that mm-hmm. was a great fight last year that should have been done mm-hmm. yeah. and that would have settled so many things i don't think connor could handle gagey i would love to see gagey connor gagey just leg kick the fuck out of him and like really go at connor that would be a great great grudge match i think that that can happen either way that can happen if gagey versus Oliver or not the UFC should just do Gagey Chandler, then they should do Connor Wait, Tony Ferguson. They just did Gagey have, Chandler. You mean? I'm sorry, Gagey Oliveira. Yeah, and then do Connor versus Tony. Connor beats Tony, and then you could say, "Oh, you get a title shot." Like do that. At least Tony gets some money. Yeah, gets a chance. And if Tony fucks up Connor, that's like the greatest. That's like sick. Like yes, Tony. Tony could go out on top. Mm-hmm. Say he beat Connor, makes like a million bucks, and then just like, bro, whatever. Tony's not retiring. He's not going out on top. I know. There's I know, only one I'm... end for Tony. You know this. He dies in the ring. Yeah. yeah Tony's going to get cut from the UFC eventually. Then he's going to go to other organizations, fight on local circuits. He's going to go until the brakes fall off, man. There was a rumor that uh, Tony was fighting this like Ray Daniels, like a great kickboxer, I think Taekwondo dude or something. Mm hmm. And they were sparring and Ray Daniels like hits like a heel kick, but like let's go of it and kind of hits Tony, but not really that hard. And Tony got mad at him for going easy on him. Uh-huh. So then Ray Daniels knocked him out. <laughs> and then, you know, it's just like Tony, the type of guy to get yep. knocked out. It's like, just what is training your cranium? You know, like whatever, like fuck it. Tony's that guy. Oh, I love him, but I worry about him. If they do Connor right away, it's one of those things where people go, well, whatever, that's money and that's like good for the sport, but it hurts the sport in the long run. And I'll always be like, why did you just do that? You have a good sport. People all around the world love it. Give it to Gagey and get Connor a win. Let, Let do it that way, whatever. But don't do it like just giving it to him. That's pathetic. I agree with you, but I also don't think Gagey should get it either. But that's another point. You go Islam? Probably, yeah. Or, you know, winner of Dariush Winner Islam. Dariush Islam, yes. And then Gagey just sits around, then Gagey has to fight Connor. Gagey versus Connor, or Gagey would versus the winner of that, but I, I don't even think that's right either. Yeah, that's horrible. No, Gagey, yeah. Gagey Oliveira, then the next one is Dariush Islam winner, and then you give Connor Tony to win. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know if any of that really happened. We'll see. Well, Darius Islam is happening, but yeah. All right, so let's move on to the other fights of 2021. My second 
would be Sean O'Malley versus Chris Montino. I loved that fight. Okay, that was a fun fight. Very one-sided to pick for one of your top fights. But yeah, I still think it was a top fight. It was such a display of not only toughness from Montino, but like how much skill Sean O'Malley has. It was awesome. It was very entertaining for me. I enjoyed O'Malley, but I he also annoys me sometimes too. But I for like sure. watching him. I'll always watch him. He's definitely one of the fighters I feel like, oh, I have to watch. Or if he's on the card, I'm like, oh, that adds value to the card. And give it up for Motinho, right? Because this is a guy with one UFC fight and nearly every UFC fan knows who he is. You, how how, many, how often can you say that? I was very happy for him. One UFC fight and you love the guy? That, that's, that's popularity. That's good. Yeah, he made a name for himself. But he kind of, it's unfortunate, he made a name for himself being like a Homer Simpson. Like but, just taking every fucking shot. That's huge, though. I mean, he made a name for himself in a one-sided loss on his first UFC fight. You would think the guy would just be cut, not seen again. Like, that's insane. Yeah. Let's see if he fights again. Yeah. He's already scheduled for a fight, I'm pretty sure. Oh, really? Yes. I'm quite sure he's scheduled for a fight, and it should be soon. Guido Canetti. Okay, yeah. He was supposed to fight a guy named Aaron Phillips, but that was canceled. So he was, Mm. and that was supposed to be in October. Oh, wow. He hasn't fought in a while, but they definitely want to give him another fight. That's good. Good for him. Um, all right. La- my my main fight for this year. Yeah. Sucks. But I, I really think it's got to be Jake Paul, Tyrone Woodley won. Because wow. that gave us good content and it was fun. And I do like the cross promotion. And I do like a little bit of the circus atmosphere. Mm-hmm, I just too. fucking hate that Tyrone Woodley lost. So annoying. But <laughs> you can't talk about 2021 fights and fight sports without talking about Jake Paul. You know, so I, I feel That's like fair. he needs. I, I needed to put in Charles Oliveira. I needed to put in Poirier McGregor. And I feel like it has to also include Jake Paul. That's a Jake great Paul, way to look like, at it. You're right. I think he, he had to be involved in. He has fun grudges with Dana White and Dana White even responds to them now. Like he has to, or Mm -hmm. he got under his skin Mm -hmm. and he fucking flatlined Woodley in the second one. So the first one couldn't have been like a total fluke. And at least he did go in there with him. So it was fun while it lasted. Yeah. Speaking of which, the response to Dana White with Jake Paul talking about fighter pay and all these things. And like, if you do this... Off on a one fight deal, all that. And you saw Dana's comeback today on it. Yeah, but you explain it. Right. So Dana's like, yeah, of course you want to fight these guys. These guys sell more pay-per-views than you. You don't sell pay-per-views. So hell no. Like, get out of here. You're, you're nothing. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that response? Do you think like, who wins so Technically, Technically, he was right. But the fact is, he's he is. responding to Jake Paul. So you're losing I think automatically by responding, by like Maybe. making it by making it real, like here's just some uh, well, history. Jake's but response like, was pretty, not just long and thorough, but really like attacked how he stands as a businessman in general. Yeah, so I want to say that like Dana had to respond. I don't know because Jake so also gets they, a lot of eyes. Like when he posts something, more people are probably looking at his post than Dana's. Yeah, but I think by acknowledging it you make it worse. And so Nelson Mandela, the Nobel prize winner, you know, like he was a lawyer and his people were upset of apartheid segregation happening in South Africa. And some of his people would start 
like uh, doing civil dis disobedience and like destroying infrastructure, not killing people. But uh, they arrested him and they were like, we're going to send you to jail for life for terrorism. And he was a trained lawyer. And so then they were like, do you want to defend yourself? And he goes, by me defending myself gives you guys credibility. So I'm not going to say shit. Like, you know, and he didn't say it in those words, but he's just like, I'm not saying anything. And then he went to jail for like 35 years. Mm. I just feel like there's like some honor. And if you think what somebody's saying is bullshit, just don't say anything. So See, I feel like Dana's I, saying it. There's truth. Yeah, sure. Um, what Jake is saying. I think he has to. I still think Jake wins that exchange because Jake brings up fighter pay, all these different things. And Dana doesn't even address it. Dana's yeah. like he sidesteps right away and just slams Jake at like his weak spot. And it's funny because it's like it doesn't get to the root of the issue that Jake's really even talking about. Can I fight one of your fighters? How can I make that happen? Oh, you don't want to make that happen. OK, well, then this, this, this and this to make it happen to like bend over sideways to make it happen and give with the fighters what they do. And Dana's like, nah, I'll just not have them fight you because basically I don't want to pay them. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, like <laughs> I would have respected Dana more had he just said it like that. Nah. Yeah. Dana's a dick too. Cause Dana's like, yeah, I see you got a person on your team. He was like kind of an accountant for me. And like, meanwhile, like that guy was like the CFO of the UFC. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> It's like the CFO is like the third highest position, I think, like, you know, or mm -hmm. where you have the chairman of the board of directors, but then you have like the people that are in the company of the CEO, the COO, and like the CFO are like the most important, but like just the way he diminishes things like, oh, you got your, my accountant, like my former this, like mm -hmm. he's such a dick. Like he's like, oh, you start your own organization and he's kind of right, but it's also like, but you could be better. Like, yeah. I'm so tired of people being like, oh. Why don't you just do it? You know, like, and you can't do it. But it's like, it doesn't mean that they might not be able to do it a little bit better. Like the Giants right. fucking suck. And Dave Gettleman knows more about football than me. But it doesn't mean that I can't pick better draft players sometimes because it's still up to luck, you know, and there's still some strategy. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you could be a genius and still get all the picks wrong. Yeah. So Dana sometimes is just so arrogant where it's like, Pay them 50 grand a fight minimum instead of 12,000. It's mm -hmm. not going to destroy you. And I think you're going to get better fucking athletes that'll come to your sport, which will make the fighters better. No, mm -hmm. I don't know. Dana annoys me, but I, I, I went from hating Jake Paul to liking that he's trolling Dana. He's trolling somebody that used to troll everybody else. And I think yep. it's fun. Yep. Me too. I'm rooting for Jake at this point. Um, yeah, yeah I just find it funny. Like almost a year ago, I was like, Jake Paul's the hero MMA needs. And everyone's like, that's ridiculous. That's crazy. And I think he's still playing that part. Yeah, he is. He really, he, he has the ability to do like a really good, what is it called in wrestling? Like a face turn or something like that? Oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Uh -huh. Bad guy to good guy. Yep. I think he has that ability to be able to do that. Yeah. Can you imagine? That'd be insane. Imagine the ultimate face turn. He gets a UFC fight. Dana does pay fighters more. He does something. I don't know. I can't imagine Dana doing it, but let's just say like the biggest win of all time would be Dana pays fighters more. Jake gets in the UFC and then beats whoever he versus. He would be the Hulk Hogan of MMA of just like, what Dude, is that was happening? So, 
delegitimize some of this sort if he like <laughs> smashed the masvidal or something that'd be like what this is bullshit like youtube wrestlers you, like, you get behind him because like what he did is just elevate everybody i know but it would be like a little like oh my gosh i think the fighters would love him too like he would just be like that he'd be the guy it's just like a guy coming down from the stands and hitting a home run and like yeah. a baseball game and you would be like this pitcher sucks and sports isn't real. Like you would be like, oh, until the whole team not- is like, yo, he's our guy. He's on our team. This guy's sick. And you're yeah, like, like, oh, sick. This is the best story. I know, but it would also be like, no, anybody could do it. It's like, I should be playing football. Like I should be catching the ball. Like I should be. And that makes fans dream and believe. And that's even more fun too. I always thought if Tom Brady was my quarterback, I could definitely catch some balls. Sure. Right. Like a regular person, like I think 23, 24, like when you're at your fastest, like you have somebody like Tom Brady once in a while. You got or like if you played in the NBA, there's got to be like you're going to get a couple rebounds, you know, like it's the ball's going to bounce towards you. Shit. I don't know about rebounds, but <laughs> I know. But you know what I mean? Like I think you have a better shot like, of Tom Brady's throwing you the ball. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I'm just saying you play 30 minutes of basketball. You you. You're going to get like an accidental assist or something, you know, like you have to get you get fouled maybe and you get like a couple like free throw shots. I don't know. What do you think is the sport where you take somebody out of the stands and they do either the best or worst? Uh, Like what we, when we were talking about this with Brian last week, I mean, curling. Yeah, no, but I mean a real sport. Oh, dang. All right. Um. Like the best average Joe in like a major sport. So basketball, baseball, football, soccer, fighting, hockey. Fuck. Definitely not hockey because the average guy can't even skate. That's what I was thinking. But then you'd have to pick an average skater. But it's still hard, I think, an average skater. Dude, I'd say football maybe because maybe you could throw him online. He'll get trampled. But like the play can still go off. Maybe. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's 11 yeah, on 11. Like- or he's like just a receiver that you don't throw to. Like, all right, like it's okay. You run into the pile, you get a yard. Yeah, it's like, or, or you just don't lose. Maybe, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yards. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you probably get like a yard. It's like a little like messy. It's eleven on eleven. <laughs> There's no way a regular Joe could hit a pitch, right? No, it's easier for a regular Joe to catch a ball than hit a pitch. Yes. Also, but- if you're looking at football, like you could take a handoff. Yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. You run into the even pile. Even a fastball and MLB, I don't think the average guy can even bunt it. Like, no way. But the average guy can play second base, like field the ball. Sure. Catch a but pop up defensively. I feel like could do decent. Basketball's hard because everybody's six fucking five. That's the difference, too. Like with baseball, like or football, you don't have to play both sides of the ball. So that, that's another sell for football. Like baseball, you got to play both sides. So, yeah. Which is why I think they would do a little bit better in baseball. You could play decent defense. Can't hit the ball, but maybe yes, you have That's just expected. You, you have pit. to be perfect on defense pretty much in baseball. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. Where would fighting fall into that? Like, I want to believe the average person would do worse in fighting than the other sorts. I kind of just want to believe that because I train a little bit. So, like, I want to. But I maybe think not. it would be. No, I think fighting would actually probably be. On the lower end of that, like in the middle, in terms of like the average person would do decent. I mean, I wouldn't say decent, but just not as bad as they would do in some of those other sports. I don't know about that. 
All right, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to put that up on the Instagram. I think yeah. like compared to the other sports, because if somebody does take you down, the average person knows no jujitsu or wrestling. For sure, they could throw they could throw a punch, but then that's their only 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 option. Right, and they're gonna be very annoying, spastic. They can also be very strong and like, but yeah, after a minute or two, they're dead. They're dead. But they yeah. lasted a minute or two. I don't know. That's that's a win. Like in football, in NFL, you got 40 seconds. You, you might just get fucking, you might die murdered. on the first three seconds. Yeah, but you could also die in the first three seconds of the UFC. Like That's true. That's true. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, it's not, I, I don't know. Yeah, but here's the thing, to. though. In football, you're not going to score a touchdown. You're not going to pancake a guy. In fighting, I'm like, yo, maybe you do hit a guy and embarrass him. Like, it, you know, like it could happen. It could happen. But I think the there was field, one... I'm like, yo, you're not going to excel. You'll just won't be awful. You you remember that old show on MTV, Bully Beatdown or something, where yeah. they got bullies beat up? I Miller. think there was one episode where a bully. Yeah. I think happen. Jake Shields got punched or something like hard or something. Well, I don't know about that, but I, I do remember a bully winning. <laughs> <laughs> yo, made it more That's legit. What... That bully definitely then kept bullying forever it was like I'm the you know greatest. what he should he should, he should. Like, it's <laughs> good at what he does he should uh all right yeah so so <laughs> <laughs> hold on this says thomas wildman denny that was the guy beat down by a bully <laughs> <laughs> He isn't famous for being a former welterweight king of the cane, king of the cage champ. King of the cage is legit. Yeah. He isn't famous for having a 44 fight career. He isn't even famous for massive, bizarre marketing and promotional campaign. Dang. Thomas Wildman Denny is the only bully beater to ever lose a bully beatdown. <laughs> we have to watch this fight. Oh, my God. We yep. got to interview the bully. Yeah, we should interview the bully, huh? That'd be dope. All right, so what was your what was your last fight? What would you put in for 2021? Uh, for 2021, for me, probably not commonly picked. I guess O'Malley and Montino. I don't know if that's commonly picked either. But uh, Peter Jan versus Corey Sanhagen. Yeah, that's a great fight. Why'd you pick that? It was incredible. I thought it was a close fight. Uh, and I think it was a four-to-one decision for Jan, but I, I saw that as closer. But I just... It was super skill on both of their parts. Like, I think we saw the best Peter Jan. I thought we saw the best Corey Sanhagen. I, I just think it was their peaks. It was an all-out war. I thought it was very close. And just the skill level on the striking, the mixing it up with the grappling, the way they did things, some flash in there, unexpected things, spinning things. It's just insane. I think uh, the people that appreciate the sport for, like, tactics and fighting and the yes. art of it, that's my number put, one, like skill yeah, level in a that, fight, number one. Exactly. Both of them were like, wow, these martial artists are really competitive. And that was another thing. Sanhagen lost, but I don't think his stock went down. Because people respect Jan that much. And the fight was so good and competitive. Yeah, it was a beautiful fight. Yeah. Beautiful fight. I'm excited to see Jan again. Me too. Hopefully he fights Aljo. That has to happen. Yep. I don't know if it ever happens, though. So, all right, let's move on to the next thing. What's the one fight you want to see happen in 2022? You go first. Okay, so I'm thinking of this as not like, oh, it's a fight already made, but a fight I definitely want to see happen in 2022. 
And the way I'm going about this is I don't want it to happen any later than 2022. Like it needs to happen in 2022 or it's never going to happen, I think. Or it wouldn't be good if it happens any later. And it's Henry Cejudo versus Alexander Volkanovsky. Okay. That's why. I don't know if I want to see that, but you tell me why. Okay. I mean, it would so be, I would watch I it. want to see this because you have Triple C, who you can argue is maybe the greatest combat athlete of all time. It's an argument to be made. Yeah. And Volkanovsky has been really crushing his division. If you line up those two guys, I think it cements a legacy. Whoever wins that now has like a cemented Hall of Fame legacy. I think it does more for Cejudo than Volkanovsky. Potentially, yes. And I think this is Cejudo's only chance to win at 145 because Volkanovsky is short. Volkanovsky is so powerful. Uh Uh-huh. It's a fun, it's a great fight, but Cejudo doesn't deserve it. And I would feel a little bit like guilty. See, like, I, I don't agree with that. I think Cejudo does deserve it, especially why? if you look at, because Volk has, he's like, like worked Ortega. How many times is he going to beat Holloway? I guess Holloway. He's got to fight Holloway much. three times. That's the thing. It's going to be insane to beat him twice and then beat him but three times. But he didn't times. beat him twice. We've never I seen. I think he okay. beat him once. We don't think he did in terms of us judging it. But he did. He won. Like he was declared the winner on both of those fights, right? I know he shouldn't have, but he was. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's a gray area. He won the first fight. I think he lost the second fight. I agree with you. But on paper, he's won both of those fights. And again, he's beaten everybody else in front of him. So it's one of those things. Look, it's a good pick. I would hundred percent watch it, and I would hundred percent be hyped before the fight, and I'd watch the countdown. And I I don't think you can make that fight next year. Like it has to happen this year or it doesn't happen at all. Yeah. I think this has to be the year it happens. So that's why I'm going with. Okay. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Um, Plus all my other dream fights that I kind of want to have happen this year. I think they're going to happen already or they're already scheduled. So what's the fight that's scheduled that you most want to see? Because that's the way I took this question initially. Oh, okay. Like what's already scheduled and you want to see it. So now I'm going to answer it both ways, but what's yours for the second one? Actually, my second one is Gan Naganu. Okay. So that is the fight that I was going to pick that's scheduled that I'm most looking forward to. Gan Naganu. We're on the same page. Right away. Yeah, January. One reason, it's the most exciting heavyweight fight in a long, long time. Probably Kane and Junior Dos Santos or something. And I think they match up so well, unique, like Nganu, this beast of a man, like Terminator, and Gan, who moves like a lightweight and so fast and technical and also is kind of like a prodigy. He got into the sport at like 24 and he's thir- like 32. Like, you know, he's like so young in the sport. It's just going to be such an incredible fight. And then if Nganu wins, he has the UFC by the balls. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like exciting to see, can he change the sport? This fucking yeah. sand miner from fucking Cameroon, Africa, like fucking with the UFC as a whole. Because not many people can fuck with the UFC like Connor did, kind of. But I think there's something to say as like the heavyweight champion is pissed at the UFC. Like yeah. there's like a little bit extra gravitas when it's like the biggest fucking motherfucker there. Agreed. And I, I think that adds something. And, and I'm super excited for that fight to start the year. But I, I guess for you, for what you were saying, like dream fight. Yeah. For me, it's I want to see Nganu versus John Jones. I want to okay. see John Jones lose. And so I'm hoping Nganu wins. So if, if Nganu wins, like my dream fight is 
Ngannou, John Jones, that would, because Jones is the GOAT, whether you like him or not. Like, yeah. I mean, I guess it's argued because some of his fights were close, but he's just, I think some of the fights that where he was close was him not trying hard or being like a little mm-hmm. on coke. Like, I know maybe that's not right me saying that, but I feel like he was not motivated fully. Like he doesn't use his wrestling anymore. And I think yeah. against somebody like Nganu, I think you're going to see the full repertoire of John Jones. Maybe. Nganu smashing. Yeah, maybe. We don't know. Yeah, I don't know if we John don't... is the same fighter he was five years ago either. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, either way, I'm happy because I want to see yeah. blues. I don't know if the UFC I... wants to make that fight because I think both are very outspoken on fighter pay and them not being so happy with where they are. So I feel like making that fight I don't know. Like I could see them both holding out to make more money. Like it would, it would mess up the UFC. If the UFC announces, Oh, they're both going to fight. And they're both like, Oh, Hey, we both want more pay. Let's just sit out till we both get more. I think they both do it. So then, which is kind of awesome too, because then you could kind of see the start of a union maybe. Right. Um, but that's the reason I also think that Dana's already ahead of the curve. He's like, Oh no, I can't make this fight happen ever. But then he's going to destroy the whole heavyweight division. Cause first, Dana Not was if a Nagano dick. loses. But but first Dana was a dick to Stipe. Then he was a yep. dick to Nganu. If Gon wins, people are gonna tell Gon, yo, ask for more money, and then Dana's gonna hate Gon too. So regardless, Dana's fucked because these fighters are all getting more and more popular. There'll you be another one. Build, yeah, but then then you're just slowly degrading the sport because what, what makes doing. I know. I I that's the thing. Dana built it up, but he is degrading it too. Yo, like Dana is not going to change. I'd bet that. I think Dana was the perfect president, CEO, promoter to get the UFC big. 100% uncontested. 100%. But now, like, he got them from $0 to $4 billion. But if you want to be like the NFL and go from $4 billion to $150 billion, I think you need somebody that is not so cheap with each thing and really is trying to build everybody up and has to make it like a sport with the greatest athletes in the world. And I don't know if Dana's that guy to take it to that level. Agreed. Yeah. So, and you know, it's kind of cool because maybe it's the heavyweight division that does this because the heavyweight division, I think has been the least popular over the last, like maybe 10 years, 15 years. So now there's like exciting fights. Like, Nganu, Gan, Jones, Stipe, those four are like, what? I would watch each one of those four all the time. Yeah. That'd be an incredible tournament. Yeah. Um, all right. So what else to round out the year? Oh, guest of the year. We should talk about our guest. Yeah, sure. Who, who, do, who do you have guest of the year? Okay. So we had 11 guests this year, which is crazy. Uh, I didn't even think it was that many, but we almost had like a guest per month. Mm-hmm. Or more. So we have Brian Persky, Eric Uresk, Toby Amada, Jeff Monson, Brandon Guptill, Manny Garcia, Elias Gallegos, Anthony Buckwitz, <laughs> Sambo Steve, Russ Edwards, and Craig Tino. Right? Let me put up a poll. We'll have followers vote for who was guest of the year. And I think you know who won. But it was definitely, it was close. It was a tie until the very end. And uh, should I just say it out? Yeah. Sambo Steve. Oh, Sambo Steve one. Okay. Sambo Steve is our first guest of the year. So we're definitely going to have to have him back on to receive his guest of the year honors. Maybe defend it again for this upcoming year. 
All right, sweet. Sambo Steve was my introduction into mixed martial arts or martial arts after you. Love it. it. Yeah, I mean, Sambo Steve was up against a bunch of fighters, professors, all all sorts of people, former UFC fighters, former, yeah, former champs. Yeah, Sambo Steve took it. Right on, Sambo Steve. Brian Persky was a worthy second. Yep. But uh, I told him, I was like, you lost to a real martial artist. So maybe you should start training, Brian. Maybe people would respect you more if you trained. (laughs) (laughs) No, but. My girlfriend voted him so, mm. and, and, and your wife. So I, he was like, all right, that, that was a victory for him. But yeah. All right. I, I love that. The Sambo Steve one meant a lot to me because he was on. Yeah. He, he brought me into this world and he's such a good dude. And he's like a little bit of a Renaissance man. So mm. uh, yeah. Shout out to Sambo Steve. Dude. I loved all of our guests looking back at all of it. Like as I was going through it, I'm like, damn, like all these guys are pretty freaking awesome people and uh yeah it was pretty awesome it was hard for me to choose who, who, who would you who would you talk about let's highlight some of them gosh um there was something cool about each one i mean brian was fun because you know he we known him for such a long time and he's very upfront a brash like he, he's funny uh eric was great because he almost he's very like eric had a crazy story and background but he's also very like honest about like we had him on for the state of grappling. He was very honest and upfront. He's like, ah, jujitsu is the least important. Like contentious and like, but very well equipped to back it up. He's trying to do big things. Then we had Toby on for the greatest fights. Toby's awesome. I love Toby. Um, yeah, Toby was a great fit for that. He had great picks, great insight into like, we're choosing the best fights of like of history. And he had great insight into like what he views fights yep. and stuff. Uh, to Jeff me, Monson. Toby. Good. To me, Toby and Jeff Monson made me feel like we were legit because mm-hmm. both of those fighters for like the people that don't know were one fight away from being world champion mm-hmm. and so like if they won those fights people would be like oh we're really really legit like, like you know like we got these world champions on and i think like for us people that love this war like we just know how good they are like that's sick and, and jeff john and jeff monson was like a champion at adcc they called us from Russia. So that was kind of like, I don't know if you guys like sport, like uh, basketball. That would be like you interviewing like uh, Tracy McGrady. Maybe not somebody that won a championship, but right. that was like really, really good. Yeah. You know, and he's like a Hall of Famer in, in that world. So and, and Jeff that was, was great in that regard, too. I mean, he again, he called us from Russia at like 2 or 3 a.m. at his time. You know what I mean? Like awesome yep. guy. Yeah. And his his stories about ADCC were so funny. Yeah, just dude, everyone. Russ was so real. He's so funny. I love Russ. Russ um, got us started. Russ was like, yeah, so many listens from Russ's friends. And because mm-hmm. of Russ, we got Elias and Brandon and like those other people, I think, like mm-hmm. that were like listening to those episodes. You know who sucked though? I think Craig sucked because Craig, <laughs> Craig came off like he was such a good guy and now he's like a bad guy in wrestling. Like, <laughs> Be fucking consistent, Greg. Like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know. And we told him he should be bad. And he's like, no, but I'm a good guy. And now he's like, <laughs> so he couldn't even take advice well. And he took the advice, but then didn't even give us credit. So whatever. You can't win all of them, you know? So whatever. It happens. It's funny, Craig. If you're listening to this right now, you should see what Anoop. Anoop is talking shit right now. And he's holding the craziest most badass like <laughs> knife it looks like a fucking sword right now 
It's <laughs> true. Uh, yo, why do you have that in your hand? Yeah, protection. <laughs> in case. I talk okay. a lot of shit about people. Yeah, watch it, Craig. <laughs> no, but it was awesome to have Anthony too. Like Anthony, my teacher, Dude, like you have your Buck, teachers on. Buck Sick. I loved. I I felt like when we had him on, I'm like, oh, I know this guy. Like he he was awesome. Oh, and I, I went to the gym. Zero G Buckwitz's gym in Brooklyn. If you live in the Carroll Gardens, downtown Brooklyn area. And uh, one of the kids, when I walked into the gym, I hadn't been there in a while because of COVID. He goes, oh, you're the podcast guy. And I go, yeah. And I just assumed he listened to the podcast after he joined the gym. He goes, I joined this gym because I heard the podcast with Buck. And I was like, Hell that's yeah. sick. I was Hell like, how? Yeah. And he's like, I was kind of looking at the gym. And then I thought, let me learn about him and then he learned about him from the podcast and then he signed up so that was like that was sick that was Heck awesome. yeah i mean yeah meeting buck that one time and talking to him about you know everything yeah honestly if i would have heard that podcast and that was near my gym i would have joined buck's gym too for sure yeah great gym it's right on the corner i forget the street now but it's like you could see it off the bqe uh definitely just go in and roll with them once in a while I feel like you should go to as many teachers as possible sometimes. No, like everybody has something to offer. Like, why not get like yes. some different? I feel like he's a very intelligent guy. Will tell you the truth, but also has really good insight into everything. Has a good history. Like Buck's an awesome resource. Amazing. I, I would I haven't learned from him jujitsu, but I can tell he'd be a great professor. Yeah, I think Buck and Sambo Steve what makes them great people is I think they both had regular jobs mm. where they had to like be around regular people and they're not the biggest dudes where they're like the most, like just physical talent. You know what I mean? Like they had yeah. to work hard to get like amazing at what they are. And so you have to have like that brain and body and they're regular people like funny and like understanding. Yes. I, Very I think good like, yes. Yeah. Yeah, great people skills. And so you know how to teach them. Because mm -hmm. we have a friend, Justin J-Town, like, who's amazing at guitar. And you and Dane would sometimes be like, yo, like, how do you do this? He's like, you just fucking do it. Like, yeah. just <laughs> when you're that good at stuff, you're like, what do you mean? How? Just do it. Like, what are you, a bitch? Yep. Where I feel like Buck and Samba Steve know how to teach because they had to learn for themselves, you know? Like, yes. and fucking do it the hard way. So, yeah, that made me feel good talking to those guys. Yeah. But yeah, that's it. I guess we should do a guest of the year every year. We'll have to have Sambo Steve back here for sure. We'll get him booked. But um, yeah, that, that's 2021. Anything else you're looking forward to in 2022? Yeah, I don't know if, if we have any listeners that are millionaires, like hook up. We should we should do a tournament where all our guests fight each other. That would be <laughs> sick. I think that would be really dope. And uh, yeah, we get Henzo in there too and like do some like cool, <laughs> do some cool shit. Yeah, going back to the beginning of the podcast, I think just try to get better with my time and doing more of these things that uh, we should do. Maybe make a little bit more uh, cash. Be cool. All right. Well, I think that's good for tonight. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we'll catch you next time. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Hey, guys, this is Arturo, and I just want to promote a project that I've been working on. And if you are interested in fantasy football, particularly daily fantasy football, I've helped create an app. It is called FRS Fantasy Sports. It could be found on Apple or Android. Uh, we do things a little bit differently than FanDuel and DraftKings. We pick the stats. You pick the player that you think is going to perform best in those stats. 
We definitely have some unusual stats. Who will kick the longest field goal? Who will have the longest catch? Who will have the longest rush? This is what makes the game kind of fun. If you know the game of football and you're interested, check it out. It's FRS Fantasy Sports. Thanks for listening to the Philosophy of Fighting podcast. If you have any questions, suggestions, or if you would like to fight us, send us a DM on Instagram at philosophy underscore fighting.